Welcome to the Passion Harvest podcast audio series. Thank you so much for listening today. I am Louisa, your host, International Passion Ambassador. If you would like to watch this episode, please head over to our Passion Harvest channel on YouTube. We love taking you on a journey to discover your passions. Thanks for listening. Hello, passionate listeners and watchers. Welcome to Passion Harvest. I am Louisa, your host. Thank you so much for joining me wherever you are in the world right now. Our guest today is Simone Millicis. All of life comes to us with ease, joy and grace. Simone Millicis is a compulsive creator with a desire to empower people to know that they can change any area of their life they think is not working for them. Simone is the founder of Joy of Business, a program that mentors entrepreneurs globally to create greater wealth, success and happiness. Simone is also an advanced facilitator of access, consciousness and a best-selling author. This is her story and this is her passion. Simone, welcome to Passion Harvest. Thank you, Louisa. Thank you for having me here. Well, let's get started. I love this mantra of access consciousness. All of life comes to us with ease, joy and glory. Do you mind explaining that a little bit more and about access consciousness? Yeah, look, access consciousness is is basically a set of tools and processes to change any area of your life that you think is not working for you. Because most people think they have a problem with something. Like I know, you know, I used to think that I had a money problem or people think they have a problem with relationships or their body or family or business, et cetera. Like these are some of the common themes, but truly it's about being in question and being able to look at a different possibility. Like there's always another choice available. So the mantra of access, all of life comes to me with ease, joy and glory. I love this because it's the good, the bad, and the ugly. And to me, all of life comes to me with ease, joy, and glory is not everything is going to be okay and there's rainbows and unicorns everywhere. It's like, okay, sometimes some hard stuff shows up. How are you going to deal with it? So the mantra is about the good, the bad, and the ugly being easier for you and, and having more joy with it and, and the glory, exuberant expression of, of being. So look, I think there's, I think people get a little trapped in other people's points of view. Um, one of the tools that we have in Access Consciousness is, well, it's about asking questions, but one of the questions is, who does this belong to? And I see a lot of the times there's like a commonality of an energy, whether it's like fear, um, you know, it's like scarcity or lack, et cetera. And people start to, I think they wake up in the morning and just go, oh, this energy. Like I spoke to someone this morning and they went, I keep getting this weirdness about my money. And I went, yeah, you're not the first person. I've spoken to probably about eight people this week who are really weirded out about their finances. And I was like, what if, and I just heard too, that the stock exchange has gone down, et cetera. So we are so more psychic than what we are willing to acknowledge. So what if we're actually tapping into everybody else's thoughts, feelings, and emotions, and then buying it as ours and waking up thinking that we are, you know, we're screwed up. We, you know, we're not as great as what we are rather than actually taking a moment. And this is what I like to do in the morning as well. Is like, I wake up, put my hands on my body somewhere and acknowledge my body too. And just be like, Hey, and it's like, you know, 
morning and it's like, how you doing? And check in with my body and ask, what would it take for today to be greater than yesterday? And any of that energy, like I'm here on the Sunshine Coast. I know you're originally from Australia and the Sunshine Coast. And a Sunday is a really strange energy here. It's like everyone starts questioning their life or something. You know, it's like New Year's Eve. It's it's almost like you could get depressed and it's like, whoa, hang on a second. This is not mine. What's my reality here? And a great question you can ask if, is if I was choosing my reality, what would I choose today? So I do that a lot. And I think people are entrained that there's limited possibilities, but in truth, there's infinite possibilities, but you've got to be in question and come out of answer. People are always trying to find, you know, the conclusion or get something right. Um, most people would rather be right than be free. And it's like, if you come at life in everything with being in question, it's like, okay, so what else is possible with this? You know, how does it get any better? Then literally when you're asking a question, the way it works is the universe starts to show you more possibilities and then ask more questions and choose, 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 choose. And then there's more possibilities. Like most people will wait it out to choose, you know, they'll try and work out the pros and cons or, you know, talk about what they would like, but not actually choose. You've got to choose and see if you actually like something, you know, when you're tasting something, you don't know if you like oysters or not. It's like, give it a, you know, give it a shot, try it out and see if you do, and then you'll figure it out. But what if we stopped waiting? And what if we started choosing more? Is that also meaning take action? Yeah, absolutely. Take action. Absolutely. Take action. The amount of people I know that wake up in the morning and go, oh, I wish I had a million dollars in my bank account sort of thing, rather than what if you woke up and went, okay, you know what, what action can I take today that would allow this million dollars to show up? What action can I take that would put more joy in my world, you know, put more happy in my world? Like for me, it's like I live across the road from the beach. It's something I do on a regular basis is even just go to the beach for five minutes. It could be an hour. It could be five minutes. But having my feet in the sand and, and then in the water is um, so engaging with my body and with what I'm actually choosing that day. And it's like so many of us, I think, wake up in the morning and, you know, run our lives from the platforms. Like, what have you got? You've got Telegram, Skype, WhatsApp, like, you know, emails, like a million different things. Well, what if you, what if you function for more awareness, for starters, and you asked each day, where is my attention required today? Where is my energy required today? So then, and you get that ping, you know, and you go, oh, there, I'm going to call this person. Or I'm going to choose this rather than allowing everything else to dictate your reality. You get to choose your reality. So in a sense, we really do create for the most part, our reality. We do create our reality and Look, one of the things that we talk about in Access is it takes two people to create a reality. You know, like if you're, um, I mean, a classic example, I, I'll keep using money because it's a really big one. Like yes. a lot of people have issues around money. So or they think they have issues around money. So if you're complaining about money and the next time like anyone is around, like you've got family, friends, et cetera, have a look at how quickly somebody else will complain about money too and go, oh, I know what you mean. You know, the kids' school fees came in or, you know, the interest rates have gone up and they will start to align and agree with each other, right? So the way a reality is created is two or more people aligning and agreeing with, with a point of view. But here's the other thing. How a reality is also created is two or more people 
it's like resisting and reacting to a point of view. So then you hold something, you're resisting it, and you you have this as a reality, like this is bad, terrible, awful. You know, like say if you had a like a perverted point of view, right? A perverted point of view is it's only a judgment. It's like the judgment holds that reality in place. Over here, it's like you've got like, oh my God, the woes of money, etc. All these people aligning and agreeing, you literally create this reality of lack and scarcity. So what if every day you woke up and you weren't creating based on the past, you woke up and went, oh, wow, who am I today? You know, and what grand and glorious, you know, adventures can I have? And you created from that, you chose from that, not, oh, everyone's complaining about money, better jump on that board and complain about money. Like, if you look at it, are you okay right now? You know, if you have 10 euro or $10 in in your wallet, it's like, are you okay? It's like, you might have, you know, $10, 10,000, you know, a hundred thousand, et cetera, whatever it is. But if you make your reality from lack and scarcity, that's what you'll create. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you choose something different, it's like you'll you'll create that. Well, thank you for sharing that. Well, let's talk about money because it's such a big one. I know in the past you were deeply in debt and now you're a business success. Do you mind talking about that? I know you mentioned it previously, but and then tools and tips and some help for the audience of how they might be successful. Yeah, look, um, I the first thing is, I, I mean, one of the first books I wrote was Joy Business because I absolutely loved business, right? But I did create myself to be a financial mess. And I was one of those people, you couldn't tell, like I would just keep choosing and spending money and doing all this, but the amount of money I was earning definitely wasn't matching, you know, what I was spending. (laughs) So, and I wasn't looking at it and I honestly just thought, I don't know, I just thought it was going to go away one day. It was just, and I didn't really know how in debt I was, but I knew that it was there and I was like, oh, let's just push it over there. Let's just push it over there. And interesting enough, when I met um, Dane here, who's the co-creative access consciousness and Gary Douglas, the founder, I organized like immediately I was like, oh my God, this stuff is amazing. This is everything that I've been asking for. What if I started using these money tools? So I picked three of them. I didn't tell anyone because I noticed throughout my life, a lot of the times when I was making like a really major choice and a major change, unfortunately, I noticed that there wasn't a great deal of people around me who were really encouraging. It was more like, I'm not so sure you're going to be able to do that or because Unfortunately, what I find is when you step so far out of the box and you step so far out of being different, you make other people uncomfortable. So when I chose this, I went, okay, I'm just going to keep this just for me, just for fun. And I'm going to choose to change my financial reality. So I went home and I, and I looked at all my bills. I got everything out. I was on my own, you know, got everything out and looked at it. And I realized I was 187,000 Australian dollars in debt. And I pretty much had nothing to show for it. I wasn't earning a great deal of money and I went, okay, I'm going to start using some of these tools. And I didn't like these tools. I have to stipulate that. I actually really had a point of view about them. I was like, this is, this is not smart. This is stupid. Because when I looked at the amount of money that I owed, um, $187,000, the first thing I did too was I got every single person that I owed money to, whether it was a friend Uh, It was actually friends and then other companies that I was dealing with, um, some institutions. I rang every single one of them and I said, hey, I want to let you know I'm aware of how much money I owe you. You know, I owe you X amount of money. 
I'm going to do my absolute best to pay you back as soon as I can. Um, for now, I can do $50 a month, you know, and I started, I just started like chipping away at it. And I, it, I felt so bad. Like I was like, God, I owe you $15,000 and I'm doing $50 a month for now. So mm -hmm. the first thing I realized was not hiding from it created a really different energy, like actually approaching it and saying, hey, I'm really aware of this. I'm on it. What can I you know, do? So that was number one thing that was like changing my point of view around being in lack and scarcity and making that demand of myself. Okay, I'm going to change this. But the second tool, which is um, an access tool, which I was like, what? Was uh, putting 10% of everything that you earn away for you as an honoring account not for a rainy day, not for when those, you know, bills come in that you're shocked about, um, not to go on holiday, not to help a friend out, not to buy a new car, nothing. You're literally putting 10% away of every single thing you earn that is just for you. So what I did was, and I thought this was so stupid, I owed all this money and I'm like, and I'm putting 10% away just mm -hmm. for me that I'm not going to use, you know, and I opened up a bank account and I literally called it and I still have it and it's called Honor Account. And I opened up this honor account, every hundred dollars, I put $10 in there and I was religious about it. And I didn't like this tool, like I said, but I went, I have to do something different because everything I'm doing is not working. And, you know, I, I quite like that quote with um, um, Einstein when he said oh. doing the same thing and expecting a different you know, result is, is a sign of insanity. And I was yes. like, I'm being insane with money. I need to change what I'm doing. Like, just, like change the script. So so I went, okay. And I set um, a note for myself. I went, let's do this for three months. Let's do these tools for three months and see if something changes. So I did. So I did this honor account, like religiously, put it away, um, et cetera. The, the next tool I used was carrying an amount of money around with you that you perceive a wealthy person would carry. And at that stage, I was traveling to the US, Canada, New Zealand, um, and Australia. So I got in this little, little purse I put the equivalent to $1,000 in different currencies because I thought, okay, that's more representing, you know, how I be and carried that around with me, not to spend, just to carry it around. Now, again, everyone was like, why are you carrying this money? You know, what if someone steals your purse? What I realized was I was really aware of the money all the time. I was really aware of my bag. I was really aware of this 10% account, et cetera. And the last tool that I chose to use was, like asking myself, what is my point of view? Because I realized, you know, so quickly, a, a car will drive down the street and I don't know, say it's a Lamborghini or, you know, a Ferrari or something like that. What's the, what's the snappy thing that comes into your head? Oh, that car's too expensive or, you know, that's ostentatious or it's beautiful or it's, you know, whatever it's obtainable or it's not. And I realized everything I was looking at, I had a point of view. So I went, what if I didn't have a point of view about any of it? So I practiced and I watched these, you know, on airplanes, you get those random shows of, you know, rich kids and they've got like, you know, they're turning 10 and they've got their little, you know, Porsche, mini Porsche yeah. there and things like that, like really a lot of wealth. And I would watch these shows and I would look at my point of view and destroy and uncreate my point of view that I have around anything. And then what I would ask is if I was choosing my reality with money, what would I choose? Like what actually works for me? Because everything from, you know, your culture, your country, it's like your family, your neighbours, your friends, everything. But what's your point of view? So I really wanted to get clear on that. So I did those tools and at the end of the three months I sat down and went, okay, 
you know, where am I at? And I realized I didn't have a great deal of money in my 10% account, in the honor account. But the energy I noticed was I had an ease with money. And there was more peace in my world with money. It wasn't this like anxiety of I've got to pay the rent. What am I going to do? And I realized the money I had in this honor account, I went, wow, worst possible thing that could show up. I didn't have to work for the next three months and I could pay my rent. I could do this. So I realized I hadn't allowed myself to have this ease with money for a very, very long time. I was like very good at, you know, most people are so good at, oh, rent's due, quickly get to work, you know, get something done. And I went, I would like to have more of this joy and this ease with money and and have that. So I worked at that. I still have my honor account. I Since then, I have invested in things like diamonds, pearls, gold, platinum, silver, et cetera. I think if you, that honor account, if you use it at some stage to invest in something that has intrinsic value and is fun for you, you know, it's like I have a beautiful pearl necklace that I wear. That's my, you know, my honor account. So it's fun for me. And that energy so contributes to me creating something different and creating something greater. So, and can I just say one thing though? It's a marathon, not a sprint. Like so many people want to get rich overnight. Can you do that nowadays? Sure. But it's like the majority of people, you need to keep changing your point of view every day. It's like, you know, if you want to lose 20 kilos, you're not going to lose 20 kilos overnight. It's a marathon, not a sprint. It's like you need to keep every day going, what else? What else is possible? What else is possible? What next? And you're most definitely out of debt. I am definitely out of debt. I'm definitely out of debt. I actually have created a great, you know, I've got some great real estate, wealth portfolio. Um, I've done really well in the stock exchange. Uh, I do. I haven't checked it today. I do hear it went down. But, you know, I've had a lot of success on that. Yeah. No, I'm, I have money now and I've learned to enjoy money. It's it's not an end game. Like you don't get X amount of money in, in your bank account and, and more money doesn't make you a greater person. It you become more of you like there's a little bit more ease about it um thank you thank you so it, it's it, i mean first i guess it starts with changing your point of view you spoke about possibilities and inspiration well one might say well i'll work on changing my relationship with money but where do i get the inspiration to be an entrepreneur or to start my own business what well, i don't i have no ideas what would you um, advise? Well, but I would say, first of all, is that actually what is that what you desire to do? Because mm-hmm. what I noticed is a lot of people, um, you know, most of the time what you're great at, like what your capacities are, you think are useless. People go, oh, anyone could do that. And you're like, no, not anyone could do that. You're brilliant at that, you know. So I would start to get a little clear on what it, what it is that you're great at. Like what if you wrote down 10 things that you, you're great at and you find really easy and you notice that other people comment and you're like, what? Anyone can do that. It's like, no, they can't. It's like you are unique, right? So stop looking for what it is that you're not so great at and start really nurturing that, like whatever it is that you are great at. And it might not be being an entrepreneur. It might be something completely different. I know a lot of people who are more comfortable earning, you know, X amount of money per week. They feel comfortable with that. I have can't remember the last time I earned X amount of money per week. It's like my job is all so random and all over the place, like wealth creation and the money I earn, et cetera. It doesn't have this like linearity to it. It's mm-hmm. more 
I'm going to say like this magnanimous creation, creative, you know, of possibilities. So I think you need to start getting clear on what it is that you like and don't judge what it is that you're great at. Um, ask to enhance that. Yeah. And, and, and essentially change comes from within first and foremost, changing not only in business and money, but all of life, all aspects of our life. Yeah. Yeah, you're the one that gets to wake up and choose happy. It's like, you know, nothing outside of you can do that. I mean, people, you know, again, money. People go, oh, if I had money, then I'd be happy. No, it doesn't work like that. If I had a relationship, I'd be happy. It doesn't work like that. If I had this, no, you get to wake up and you get to choose happy. It's not, you know, you are the source of the creation of your life. Nothing outside of you. A lot of things can be a contribution, but you're the one that gets to choose. Mm. You also talk about we are infinite beings. What do you mean by that? So a bit of a hard one for people to grasp, um, including myself, for so long. And I've got to say I still get a continued awareness with this too is, you know, we tend to create ourselves as limited. Um, you know, if I said to someone, name all your limitations, they go, oh, crap, how much time do you have, you know, and and start looking at where they're limited. And Part of the thing is we look at, as an infinite being, you have the ability to choose anything, to be anything, to create anything. But it's those limitations that hold you back. And, you know, a lot of the times people will function from these thoughts, feelings and emotions sort of thing. And and the feeling, thoughts, feelings and emotions, I mean, are sort of like this lower harmonic of being here, you know, of this finite, finite, you know, being. And what if it was more about your ability to perceive, know, be um, everything and that's as the infinite being? Because if you look at knowing, for an example, you know, you know when you know, just boom, you know. And we'll, we'll tend to sort of acknowledge, you know, go, oh, I knew you were going to call, you know, or something like that. But it's like you actually know a hell of a lot more. You know a lot more. But you disregard it. And a lot of the times you'll disregard it because you'll do something like go, oh, I'll think about that. And, you know, after I thought about it, dun, 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 dun. And it's like, well, the thinking is, we say if you're thinking, you're stinking. Because it's like when you're thinking, (laughs) yeah, it's like when you're thinking, you're trying to work it out. It's like rather than what do you know, you know, you know, is this this choice going to create something greater? I mean, even if you go into a party or something like that and there's moments that you go, oh, I don't think this is going to be great fun or I think this is going to be good. And other times you're like, yes, I want to go. You know, you know, you know. So as an infinite being, you have the ability to perceive everything, know everything, be everything. And one of the questions I would ask is, is you know, when you get stuck, it's like, okay, so would an infinite being choose to be stuck here or is there another possibility? Like there's always something else possible, always, 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 asking what else is possible? What else is possible with this situation, with you know, a relationship with your body, with your business, with money, etc. There is always another possibility. And as an infinite being, you would ask for more possibilities, not sit in the limitations. And we become so familiar with our limitations, though. You know, we almost have them as our, our definitions, as our labels. And, you know, there was this conversation at one point um, with a friend of mine in uh, in Melbourne and Gary Douglas, the founder of Access, we were having lunch and he said to her, okay, he said, how much can, well, can I pay you and I'll buy all your limitations? Gone. I'll, I'll pay you for them. 
And she sat there for a moment and went, looked at it and she went, a million dollars. And Gary said, so why wouldn't you just give up those limitations for free? She went, do you know how hard I've worked on them? My whole life I've worked on these limitations. And we cracked up laughing because you realize that just is, sounds so insane. It is insane. Why would you not just wake up and go, you know what? I'm done with my limitations. I'm done with my limited points of view. What if I actually start living in question, being in question, and knowing that there's so much more that's possible and I've got to choose it and take the action, like you mentioned before, Louisa. Mm. You've got to take action. Would you recommend we list our limitations to be aware of them first? Look, not really. I, I mean, I think that everything, everyone has a different system and what works for them. Um, I wouldn't really list my limitations. I would more so ask to be aware of when they show up. And you'll know, like when it, you know, when you get that like clunk, like that in your world, just sort of like that fear, sort of feeling. Yeah. And you go, oh, and you know, ask, okay, so is this a limited point of view? Okay, if it is, what if I destroyed and uncreate this limited point of view? What else is possible? And ask that question so it takes you to a different direction. I mean, a question I love too is like, oh, what's so funny about me? I'm not laughing about it. Because we tend to get so friggin', you know, significant and meaningful about stuff. And it's like, well, what's so funny about this? I'm not laughing about it. Like Gary once said to me, what if the purpose of life was to have fun? And I got so cranky at him because I went, are you kidding me? Do you know how many conversations I've had over coffees and glasses of wine of what my purpose, you know, is here on planet earth and who I'm meant to help. And cause I never thought I was allowed to receive my point of view was definitely, I am here to give, 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 give. And Gary actually taught me and empowered me. What if you're also here to receive? I mean, look at the earth. It's like receiving from the mm -hmm. earth. So when he said, what if the purpose of life was to have fun? I was like, wow, it feels like such a cop out. And yet, if you truly wake up happy and you've got joy in your world and it's like you are having fun, that contribution to the world and the planet is huge. It has no boundaries. Limitless or infinite yeah. possibilities yeah. as you, as yeah. you. Yeah. Well, what an inspiration you are. I've got one more question and you've already detailed sure. it, but if you don't mind, you, you, has, you have spoken about it, but just the tips to create business success or wealth if you could list them um okay so it i mean there's a lot so i, I mean, know I, I, i'm asking a lot like of sales. i know but if without saying in like summary speech, I, yeah yeah okay i would i would highly recommend buying my book joy business it's in like 16 languages as well it's it walks you through so many different areas because i mean so let's start with this ask yourself what point of view is limiting you with business that if you changed it would allow yourself another possibility? Because there's so many things like it might be, mm, I don't want to hire staff and people have a point of view. If I hire staff, then I've got to deal with them. And it's like, then it's my responsibility to pay them. And I'm like, well, it's their responsibility to also contribute to the business. So, you know, what if you have this, you know, amazing team of people that can contribute to each other? And it's like, so that then there's a major piece that I would say is willingness to be out of control with your business. I say out of control and instilling chaos. And most people go, what? Aren't you supposed to be ordered? And, you know, I'm like, and I'm not, not talking havoc. I'm saying be out of control because if you're trying to control everything, you are literally not allowing anybody else's awareness or anything else to show up. So if you're willing to be out of control of your business and instill chaos, then 
you'll have like this any like the the universe is going hey here you go here you go there's doors opening left right and center like you know not one day in your whole entire life has ever showed up the way you thought it was going to show up you didn't go to bed and go well that day you know it was exactly the way i thought it was it doesn't work like that and we keep trying to make it work like that and it doesn't so if you're like relaxed relaxation is a big thing most people do not have any idea how to relax and they misidentify what relaxation is you can be you know doing a billion things but if you're doing a billion things from relaxation it's more this sense of being and you you i call it like you listen you hear these whispers so if you're in business and you're like okay so what next and you'll hear this this thing or you'll pick up a magazine or you know see a tv show or something like that and you're like oh that and it's like would that create great does that match the energy of what it is that i'm asking for so Learn to have a little bit more fun with your business and be out of control with it. Ask to instill chaos and ask, you know, what or who else can contribute to the business? Because if you keep expanding and expanding doesn't mean you have to, you know, open 10 shops. So it doesn't have, it just, what if you expanded to have more ease? Like what if you expanded to, you know, be happier and everyone that's working there be happier and then what would you choose? So the things that I would say too is question, question, question is imperative. I mean, even, you know, Socrates used to talk about being in question all the time. You must question everything. It's like, don't go to conclusion. Ask, am I concluding my business here? Or what question could I ask? Like, what else is possible? So being in question, choose, 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 choose. I've chosen some really, you know, strange things, I think, in business <laughs> and in life. And, and you know, stumbled and fallen, definitely. You know, I've made money, lost money. As I said before, I've lived a colorful life is how I like to say it because I have no place to judge anyone. I've been there, done that. and But I've chosen. I've actually chosen. And then I've gone, oh, that didn't turn out so well. Dust my, you know, dust my hands off my my knees and get back up and go again. So you're not going to, it's not a, business is not something that you can choose and make sure it shows up a certain way. Like to me, business is so malleable and it's part of the adventure of, of being in business. It's like, okay, I don't know where this is going to go, but you lead somewhere and then all of a sudden it turns a different direction and then you're somewhere else or it has arms, you know, and you open up other businesses or other projects, et cetera. It's like play with it. Have way too much fun. Treat your business like it was a kid. Great. Um, I, I love I love that playfulness. It's almost like a flow state. I think Socrates said, what did he say? The unexamined life is not worth living. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't think you get to, you know, 90, 100, 100, 110, however long you choose to live for. It's like, I don't think you get there and, you know, wish that you had more money in the bank account or wish that you had, you know, it's like, what if you got there and you went, God, why didn't I choose more adventures? Like, Choose life, like live, experience yeah. everything. Well, you don't say, thank God I stayed safe and gosh, I no, wish exactly. I, bought, I bought more yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Desk. I wish I bought more stuff. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, I'm glad I didn't ask those people out on a date or I'm glad I didn't. It's like, no, exactly. You said it correct. Yeah. It's not about being safe. It's about enjoying everything. Yeah, I love it. And you're such an inspiration. Well, Simone Miller says, I've asked all the questions. Is there anything you'd like to share with the Passion Harvest audience that I haven't asked you or spoken about? Um, the one thing when you asked that, that popped up for me is 
do yourself a favor and right now at this very moment when you're hearing this, what if you made the demand of yourself that you never judged yourself again, ever? And don't judge your money, your body, your relationships, your business, anything, because judgment will never create anything greater. It's just like this big, dark, black hole and you just keep diving further and further into it. And if you come out of judgment of you, what's possible is a little out of control, but hey, let's go. Let's not play it safe. Start living. Have Find joy. Joy in business and in yeah. life. Yeah. Well, Simone, what a great way to end the show. Thank you so much for being on Passion Harvest. You are so welcome. Thank you so much for having me on here. And thank you for being such an inspiration. <laughs> Bye-bye. That is the end of our passionate episode. Thank you so much for listening and please subscribe, leave a review, tell your friends and spread the passion. As always, every day, may you be more and more passionate.